Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Dan. And I'm Wyatt. And welcome back to the DWD podcast. Got a good show lined up for you guys. I I definitely agree. So, Wyatt, would you like to introduce our topic of discussion today? Let's do it. So today, lovely listener, we are going to be talking about superheroes. Okay, if you tuned into our first episode, Genesis, you know that when it comes to stuff we're passionate about, we can talk about it with ease. So that's what we're doing today. We're talking about superheroes. Superheroes. I, it's probably one of my favorite topics to talk about. Like, I'm a huge nerd. It could be about the movies, TV shows, comics. I mean, I'm not really big into comics, but I still like to talk about them. Like, it's just oh, it's a topic you can get lost into. It is, and that's something that um, here recently I have uh, – kind of delved further into um i read through right now i'm reading the the blade comics right now the complete collection it's a you know one of those ones that marvel compiled and threw on a shelf so right now i'm reading through those and those are pretty cool so um but let's i mean hey let's get right into it so let's start from the very top the first question the strongest question the question that everybody knows is coming daniel What's your favorite superhero? See, I'm I'm torn between two, but if I if I had to pick one above all else that I that I just couldn't do without, I'd probably have to go with Batman. So cliche, gotcha. I know. No, that's, hey. that's probably like everybody's favorite superhero at some point or another. But right. I I guess I need to justify it now. Um, the reason I love Batman so much is that. First off, he's just a normal guy. He's a normal human being among gods. And he's still able to function in a, a very effective way. So in a way, he's he's very relatable. Like, it kind of shows, like, anybody can do that type of stuff with the right equipment, the right training, the right kind of determination. And I don't know, that's, yeah. always, that's always set well with me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um. Well, you? then I got to ask, uh, oh. since you mentioned Batman, have you seen the Justice League movie? I, yes, yes, I have seen the Justice okay. League movie. Do you recall when he meets Flash and Flash is all like, what's your superpower? And Batman goes, I'm rich. I'm rich, yes. I think, a... I think, you know, that's that's the embodiment of that, that character, especially. Yeah, that's probably one of the few times that I actually enjoyed Ben Affleck as Batman, just that little. Right. Converse, that, that, little, that little connection little between there. the two of them. Uh-huh. It's kind of like oh, a, yeah. almost a lower level of the Tony Stark, Peter Parker relationship. Yeah, I would vent- yeah, I'd venture to say similar to that. Yeah. Um, and myself, I know you mentioned, you know, what's mine. Myself, uh, if I had to be tied down to one superhero above all else, it's got to be the Flash. And here's <laughs> why. Barry Allen is a dork. I mean, just like a nerdy guy, you know, even in um, the new 52, like Rebirth comics and that, the Flash is just this dorky kind of, he's just a, he's just a dude. And then all of a sudden he's struck by lightning and, and now he, he runs faster than the speed of sound. And, you know, I mean, he's, he's this extra advanced superhero in regards to what he can do. But the whole time he's all like, what is going on? 
Like, I didn't know I could run this fast or I didn't know I could do this thing. And I like that. I like that attitude where he's just like, man, this is kind of cool. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, that, that's what I like the most about him. Yeah, I, I can I can definitely see where you're coming from. Like, I enjoy the Flash myself, especially like in the recent Flash TV show. I know a lot of people don't really like those shows, but I've always enjoyed that that show, especially with performance by Grant Gustinson. He's he does such a oh, good yeah. capturing Gustin the dorkiness. Is... For sure. He's this quirky, very odd, like 30 year old guy. And I, th- I think he does a great job to mm-hmm. portray uh, the Barry Allen that we know and love. Yeah, most definitely. Well, obviously, as we all know, you can't have a good hero without a better villain. So, Wyatt, I will ask you now, since you started with me, I'll ask you who is your favorite villain? Who tops the list? Oh, man, that's see, that's one I've never actually stopped and thought about. Because, you know, you think to yourself every day, you're like, God, I love my heroes. I love my good guys. So, you know, and then somebody goes, well, who's your favorite bad guy? Like, oh, I guess I didn't really think about it. But above all the bad guys that I've seen, whether it be in television, movies, um, uh, you know, comics and what have you. I think above all else, I got to say, and as tacky as it is to say it. Thanos I mean he's the you know the mad titan in the movies in the comics he's the same way he portrays this this air of like just unbridled potential and rage and and then all of a sudden you see in Infinity War and Endgame he does that he achieves those goals that he set in mind and the you know the universe is at peace or he's at peace and that's what I love about him is he set himself on a task. Sure, his task was wipe out half of all life in the universe, which is kind of dark. But he put himself on a task. He achieved that task. He told the heroes what he was going to do, and then he did it. Dang. That's why I like him. You you <laughs> took the words right out of my mouth. Like, I, 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 I already knew what I was going to say. I was going to tell you. So my first choice was, of course, going to be the Joker. Sure. Which I guess I can talk about that later, but I was, but above all else, the MCU version of Thanos is probably, probably one of the best written villains in history. Oh yeah. Like, I think my favorite line from him is when he's interacting with Tony Stark on his home planet and he says, you're not the only one cursed with knowledge. Right. And like, I don't know what it is about him, but it's just like, he's so convinced that he is right. And in a way he can justify it. Like, cause you know, he talks about his past. He tried to tell his home planet what was going on. And in the end he was right. His home, his whole planet fell apart because they didn't listen to him. That's true. So like, it's almost, he's almost relatable. Like I, I feel kind of bad saying that I can relate to a murderous psychopath but well when you look at it and and to bring this to a modern context especially with like what's going on in the world today if there was someone you know like let's say thanos like right somebody who who has seen all this happen before and could tell us the road that we're going down Mm -hmm. we'd be like oh you're crazy you're wrong and then you know as it starts to unfold we're all like man maybe the bad guy wasn't wrong maybe the bad guy had the right idea now do i agree with thanos's method of just you know turning people to dust no not necessarily but 
like you said, I can, I can relate. I can see that. I can, you know, I can put myself in his shoes. And if I were, if I were Thanos, if I watched my entire planet, you know, planet Earth crumble, I'd probably try to save other people too, but Mm -hmm. I'd probably go about it in a different way than eliminating half of the life on all planets. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. And to add another thing, like what sets him apart from all the other villains of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is just how much they fleshed out his character. Like, he's not just big, evil, bad guy, copy of the, like, copy and paste the hero, but make him bigger and evil and just, like, make him a senseless evil guy who has really no motivation. They gave him motivation. He had emotions. He actually cared about people. Like, oh, yeah. on on Vormir, when they're trying to get the Soul Stone and and he finds out that he has to kill his daughter... Like you see the emotion, and I yeah, and, felt and, that. Uh, I got to give a lot of credit to to Josh Brolin oh for that gosh. too, because even though Thanos's character is like primarily CGI, because you know there aren't any giant purple men on planet Earth, okay. <laughs> but Brolin, with his voice, and and you know obviously they have mocap and that, so he's, he can you can see his facial expression. You can see how well that character is acted by him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Most definitely. Yeah, there, there couldn't be a better guy to play Thanos than Josh Brolin. Yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't find anybody better. No. Most definitely not. So I think I think you answered your own question for yourself. So I'd, I'd venture to say Thanos is your style? Or yeah. You I, mentioned the Joker. Is he your, is he your go-to guy? Or? So Joker is my go-to villain when I'm, when I like, so I'm, I'm going to be honest right now. For the past two Halloweens, I've dressed up as the Joker with face paint, got the outfit and all. I have like a replica shirt of the Heath Ledger Joker. Oh, nice. Like, it's got the pattern and everything. I even, like, colored a pair of jeans purple. Nice. And it's just, like, I love the character so much. I don't know what it is about about the Joker, that, but just, like, this unbridled chaos, the mystery around his character. Like, nobody really knows who he is. Nobody knows where he came from, why he does what he does. Yeah. And right. I just love that. It keeps me on my toes, keeps me guessing. I got to agree with you there. I really do. Because in um, uh, the the Dark Knight movies, right? You know, the, the Heath Ledger Joker is, like you said, this very mysterious character. And you know he's the Joker. You know he's the bad guy, right? Like, Batman's got a bad guy. It's the Joker. And and when you when you see him portrayed like Heath Ledger portrayed him, or in the the Arkham games. Oh, just he's, he's an epic character of... of <laughs> He's this little guy, but he could be a titan. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, most certainly. He's just an unbelievable character, and I do agree and with you pe- for sure. The people playing them bring them to life. Like you mentioned, the Arkham games. You got Mark Hamill voicing the Joker. Iconic voice, oh. and he just embodies oh, yeah. the character and just brings to life this chaotic, this truly chaotic evil character. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I got to give a lot of credit, like you said, to Mark Hamill for that. Um, because we saw Hamill in in the flesh in the Flash television series as the trick. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. So there's already the Joker in the DC universe, and then they threw in the trickster, and Hamill did them both. Oh, and you can tell, you can tell that Hamill, you know, when he played the trickster in the television series, was very clearly riding his Joker from the Arkham games. Oh because yeah, because they're they're practically the same. They're that chaotic evil that 
that character that is just so almost gratuitously violent. It just blows me away. It blows me away. Yeah, and even though we only got to see him for such a short period, you could tell that he was just having the time of his life. Because, like, he's never had the chance to play a live-action Joker. And I I actually, I really wish that we could see that. Like, I would... I think that would be mm, pretty amazing. That would be, like, instant money right there. Casting casting Mark Hamill as the Joker. I would pay to see that. And then, um, is it... Is it Nichols or Nicholson? Jack, Jack Nicholson. Is it Jack Nicholson? Yeah. Jack Nicholson. He played him, didn't he, back in like Batman Begins or something like uh, that? It was before Batman Begins. Um, crap. Who, who was the who was the Batman? I'm trying. I'm trying to think. Um, I know my. I, For the life of me, I cannot remember. I know that my my parents could definitely tell you who who the Batman right. was because it's their favorite Batman. Um, crap. Oh yeah. Crap. I'm trying. Gosh. It was, I think it was just Batman, nineteen eighty nine. I think you're right. I think yeah, you're it was right. directed by Tim Burton. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. That was a good one too. Well, and to to you know, bring light further to the Joker, Jack Nicholson, the guy in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, oh, yeah. and The Shining. If oh I'm yeah, in The Shining, yeah. I mean, he plays a nutcase in all of oh, his my movies. Gosh, yes. You know what I mean? And to see him as the Joker was like. Okay, like it makes I can, I can sense see it. for, for yeah, that. It was man. definitely a bit more cartoonish as a Joker, and oh, it's, it well, was definitely yeah. different because oh, yeah. they gave him a background, like they actually gave him a backstory. Mm-hmm. That so it's, so it's a little bit different, but right. it still worked. It still came together and it fit. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> but to keep furthering, to keep furthering the conversation, you and I, uh, we've mentioned movies how many times just in the last two minutes. minutes. So let's let's get to the nitty gritty of it. Where we were talking about the MCU, right, with Thanos and that. Which MCU movie? I don't care if it's you know, um, like the Sony owned ones or, you know, vice that the the actual uh, Marvel owned MCU movies and Disney ones and that. Which one is your all time favorite? If you had to pick one above all else, what would it be? Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Above okay. all else, that is my favorite movie. Of all the MCU films, and I will, I will die on this hill. I think it is the best, the single best movie in the series. Okay. If if anything, if anything, it's a close second to Infinity War or Endgame. But so, first off, Captain America is my favorite character in the MCU, aside from the villains. Like he's my favorite of the Avengers. He just he's a man at a time trying to adjust to this new period of time, you know, all he, that he knew throughout his time during World War II was, you know, I'm a soldier, I do my duty, I protect the American way. And now here right. he is in this modern day, and he's trying to adjust the lights. Everything is different. Like, the life that he had is gone. Absolutely, completely. I mean, 70 years under yeah. ice, oh, and yeah. everything that he had is either dead yeah. or dying. Like, his... His troop, his whole squad, it's gone. Bucky, gone, or so he thought. His, the girl, the girl Peggy. that he loved, is old and dying. Exactly, and yes, he went and saw her. We know he went and saw her, but at the end of the day, it's nothing compared to if he would have spent his life with her. Now, in the end of Endgame, as you notice, you know we get that scene where Cap comes back, 
and you know you get to the end of the movie and he's dancing <laughs> with agent carter peggy carter that scene alone was enough to get me choked oh, up at the that end was because hard. it was that finally was, that was a heartthrob right there absolutely absolutely you know to see the emotion in that scene the, the emotion that that movie captures period is is amazing but you're right you know he's a man like you said he's a man out of time he's trying so hard to learn in a world that he doesn't yeah and to kind of keep with that you know the whole movie is based around this this theme of the clashing of old ways and new ways like sure duty to like do you stick to the duty to your nation or do you you know go with your friends like because you know he's finding buck he finds bucky for the first time in years he thought he was dead and now he's that's his best. And friend. now he's faced with the idea that is he bound by his duty or by his friends? Like what? Do, what does he do? Because all that he's known for his life is duty, is sticking to his duty. And I'm saying duty a lot, but you know, no, you're right though. Sticking you're right. to, you're, to you know. his nation, you know, his job. Yeah. And then you and and in the uh... sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Not to cut you off, sorry, but in the first movie, you're right. You know, it's all about his nation. He's this figurehead, this 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 uh, what is it, chess piece on the board of World War II to to provide morale to the Allied troops, and not only that, but the American people. Mm-hmm. And that gets heavy for him, as I mean, as you've seen throughout the movies. You know, the more we see of Cap, the heavier we see his yeah. life being. And then just to keep going in the movie, you know, you add in the conflict that suddenly the organization that he was supposed to trust all this time has been controlled by the organization he swore to defeat. So the whole movie, it blurs the line of good and bad. Like, who can you trust? And And that, that is an epic an epic underlying story. Uh, I mean, uh, no, an underlying story of massive proportion to see that he fought so hard to fight Hydra, you know, to destroy Hydra, and he thought he did. He thought he won. And then, as you see, like, you know, not to bring up Endgame again, but when he's in that elevator and then he goes, Hail Hydra, and all of a sudden everybody understands. Yeah. They're thinking, like, it shows oh, how well. far back the seeds were sunk. Exactly. It's, it's, it's crazy. But no, I got to give you that. The Winter Soldier is... Is it my favorite Captain America movie? No. Um, I like the first Fair one. Enough. Above all else, as regards to the, the Cap movies. But you're right. I mean, it, it is it is a, a miraculous film, for sure. And I mean, the action in the movie is pretty good, too. I mean... <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Any fight scene, period. Like, that is the something that has always is probably been my favorite fight super scene. Super well. Yeah, I got to agree. So I, I've had my I've had my spiel. I'll get off my soapbox and turn it over to you. What's your favorite MCU movie? Um, all right, let me think. You know what? Spider-Man. Far from Home. I cannot. I could never go into a theater and watch a superhero movie again and get the same experience that I got watching Far From Home. Mm. I sat there. In the entire movie, I was enthralled. I was in love with Peter's character. Tom Holland <laughs> does an amazing job. MJ's character, played by Zendaya, who could be better? You know what I mean? She did a great oh, yeah. job. 
And then there's Ned and there's Betty and there's Flash and there's Brad and there's all of these other characters. This is my favorite one I've seen I many love times. Ned. I adore that movie. Plus, they gave us the teenage Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. You know, Tobey Maguire was old. Andrew Garfield, old. Tom Holland, yeah, he's 20. But he plays a teenager very, oh, yeah. very well. He, he captures the quirks of a awkward teenager very well. Yeah. Yeah, and that's important because that, that is who Spider-Man was. Now, yes, I've read Spider-Man issue mm-hmm. one. I have. I have gone back and I have read The Amazing Spider-Man issue one. Okay, I have it. It's a reprint, obviously, from like 2001, but I have it, okay? And in that, in that, he's a little less awkward. He's a little more open about being Spider-Man, sure. But as he progresses, Peter Parker does become the awkward teenage kid that we know and love because of Tom Holland. And of course, you know, the comics and that as, as they progressed, he became what he was supposed to be or originally should have been, I, I, I think. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I love Far From Home. I think it's amazing. And Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. It, I, that's I, actually, I, I actually I did want to talk about that. that. Like, that's such a compelling way that they handled that. Because, you know, all the comic book fans, they knew that Mysterio's a villain. He's a villain. So, obviously, something's going to happen. Right. But the way that they did it, it was still surprising. Like, I knew it was going to happen, oh, sure. but I was still surprised yeah i gotta agree there um to see how gyllenhaal you know he starts the movie as as the good guy and you're like okay all right you know and, and jake gyllenhaal he was in jarhead and he was in southpaw you know he plays a pretty good he plays a pretty good good guy with with some rough life you know he plays it really well and I, so he I, was a believable character to start and then as we soon learn you know mysterio is actually the bad guy halfway through the movie you're like crap like i i've been enthralled in this character that is supposed to be helping my buddy peter parker you know your friendly neighborhood spider-man and now i have to be like well i hate this guy because he's a bad Mm -hmm. guy now so yeah you're right absolutely right i mean it's such a compelling way that they did that for sure i'm definitely interested in how they're gonna carry the uh twist ending to the next film because now yeah with j jonah jameson like everybody knows that spider-man is peter parker how are they? How are they gonna resolve that in the next film? And I, I hope they don't disappoint. Like I really don't. I really do. I, I do not anticipate them uh, letting us down, because that was something that they've probably been planning for a while to reveal to the world that Peter Parker mm-hmm. is Spider Man. And I bet, I'm willing <laughs> to bet that in the next movie they introduce Miles Morales. I am willing to bet that they bring us both of those guys in the same film. See, the rumors that I've heard, and I actually hope that this happens, is that they're going to go the multiverse route. Like, they're going to bring in Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. That would be even better. And Tom Holland Spider-Man in the same film. And I mm, I hope that happens. That's a powerhouse of a movie right there because, you know, even though our favorites aren't necessarily you know, in the same, in the same scape as like, let's say your favorites, Toby or your favorites, Andrew, you know, our favorites may not be in the same realm. Sure. But if you put them all in the same realm, you literally cannot disappoint. Especially with the writing crew that they have on those movies. Now, I think it could be spectacular. I think you're absolutely right. Pun pun intended, by the way. 
spectacular. Uh, anyway, if you know, you know. <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah, dude. Like, I just I am so ready to see where Spider-Man goes and what Spider-Man becomes. Well, while we're still on the topic of Spider-Man, I just want to say one more thing. Ned, what a guy! I love that character. I, I got it. I got to give the credit for loving the first one, Homecoming, so much to Ned. I mean, come on. What are you doing in here? Looking at <laughs> porn? Come on. Like, that, that's taking one for and the theme if I've War, ever seen. He, I mean, he only really has one line, but it's hysterical. Like, Peter asked him for a distraction. He says, we're all going to die. I we're all going to die. That How can you the go whole wrong? theater burst into laughter when that line went through. I, mm, You can't. You can't repeat that anymore. Oh, no, man. Like, Ned, I need a distraction. Oh, okay. Uh, we're all gonna <laughs> die! Like, that's, that's the best part for me. I'm I like, no it. way! Like, they, they gave me something that I didn't know I needed <laughs> with that line. I mean, I would I have expected no. it? Um, as at, no, like, what I would never have been like, I bet the super nerdy guy in the chair is going to say we're all going to die. You know what I mean? Guy like, in the I chair. bet, you know, such and such item. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's another thing I want to bring up while we're on the topic of the guy in the chair. Tell me he's not the best guy oh, in the chair. Oh, sure. Alfred's yeah. cool. Sure. Nora, you know, Nora Allen or Nora. What was she before she was Nora? Not Nora Allen. Excuse me. There Iris West. Iris West becoming, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You know, Iris in the show, amazing person in the chair. Oracle uh, with, with hell, Oracle. The other guy's name, Cinco. Um, Cinco, Ciso. I can't Cisco. remember. I'm watching the show in so long, and I know people ever Cisco. That's it. People everywhere are gonna be so upset that you know my favorite character. I haven't watched his show in a while, but there, are, those two go hand in hand along with uh, yeah, Ice Queen. Let's just refer to her as Ice Queen. I can't remember I her can't name remember. either. But as you've seen in that show, they have three guys in the chair, and they're epic as as one. But Ned, Ned is the guy in Absolutely. the chair for me. I mean, I I wouldn't want anybody else on my team. Absolutely, other than Ned, for sure. Oh man! All right, let's let's keep it rolling. Let's keep it rolling on the topic of films. Right, the DC universe has dropped so many films. Okay, have they all been good? Absolutely not. <clears throat> but out of all of them, which one are you willing to watch again? Which one is your favorite? Gosh, I haven't watched a DC movie in a while. Um, but I'd have to say Wonder Woman, the first one. It it was such a good movie. And I honestly can't remember all the details of it. But I just know that it's the best of the DC movies. I love Gal Gadot. Like that movie put her on the map. That was probably that's that was the first movie that I ever saw her in and I thought she did spectacular and the fact that she did it all while she was pregnant. Hello. This is true. But, this is true. Yeah. Oh, she, she crushed did. that role, man. She as as Diana Prince as, you know, Princess Diana of Themyscira, she is oh, the yeah. choice. I would, I would be, I would, I don't think it'd be an unpopular opinion for me to say that's the best DCEU movie that we've gotten in recent memory. 
I uh, I would agree, except I really, really, really mm. enjoy Aquaman. But I think that's because I have like a totally heterosexual <laughs> man crush on Jason Momoa. I mean, you know I what mean, I mean? Like I I want to be him. No, no homo. But I would I would go gay for Jason Momoa. Oh, with, for a, in a heartbeat, like no what? questions asked. That's it. But um. Yeah, I got to say Aquaman is probably my favorite. I mean, in that realm of being the right pick for the for the hero, Jason Momoa plays a great Aquaman. Gal Gadot plays an amazing Wonder Woman. Henry Cavill plays a great uh, Superman. You know what I mean? I, but as far as movies I, go... I would have to kind of disagree with you on the on the Superman one. Like, I I think it could have been better. I I I saw what they were trying where they were trying to go with the you know they got to be edgy a little bit darker Superman but I just don't think it really captured who's who Superman is in my that's just that's my opinion that's though. true Superman is very no I agree I, I agree in regard to that do I think he is better than like say Brandon Ralph yes okay <clears throat> um but now that you put it into that perspective of making them edgier yeah cavill was a good choice but you're right i mean superman is this boyish grown man obviously but he's he's a boyish character he he laughs he giggles he you know he smiles he saves he's more worried about civilians in the case of like fighting bad guys Mm -hmm. than he ever is anything else so you're right could cavill have been a little light a little more lighthearted i would say yes do i think he was a bad choice no so, I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm conflicted. Now that you put it in the perspective of that, I, um, I, I don't guess think I he was a bad choice. I think he could have done a great job in the role. I just think it comes down to how they wrote his character. Like, it, I, in, in my the way yeah. that I see it, it was DC trying to have their cake and eat it too. And I think that kind of, that's kind of how I feel about most of the DCEU movies. Like, the whole DCEU, in my opinion, is DC trying to have their cake and eat it. You know, they wanted the same success as the MCU, but they didn't take the time to do it. That's true. And as far as comics go, I think the DC comics being gritty, being edgy. Oh yeah. That's oh, yeah. why I like them so the much. The comics are great. Um, yeah, but you're right. They could have done a little better with the movies. Now the TV shows oh. are awesome. You know, I talk about the flash a lot. Arrow's great. Uh, what is it? Supergirl. Supergirl. Yeah. Supergirl's great. I haven't seen um, yeah. with uh, yeah. uh, Ruby Rose. <laughs> That's awesome, by the way. Like, what a great choice for um, Batwoman. I mean, come on. Ruby Rose um, is already edgy, so now put I'm her not in a fan. City. I'm not yes, a fan please. of the show myself, but, you know, to each their own. I, like I said, I haven't seen it. But I think for the case of Batwoman, Ruby Rose would, be, I think, would be the I right choice. I think Ruby choice. Rose actually... I don't think she's returning for the role next season. I think she, oh, yeah, no, I think really? she ran into some trouble with the uh, with like I don't know. It might it might have just been like Twitter hate or something. But like, don't don't quote me on this. But the the most the weirdest quote that I heard about it was someone saying she wasn't gay enough. Oh, okay. Which ah, uh, well, I don't you know, fault in, her. In the in the way the world is today. I I can't have any yeah. real I'm not gonna real view on that. that because I've noticed 
Yeah, I've noticed lots of characters are changing to better fit the times. And is it affecting the character? Yes. And therefore, it's affecting the movie or the show. And it's drastically yeah. affecting the comics. And, you know, I mean, what I people think they think recast Batwoman. But again, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of the show. I'm probably not going to watch it. But, you know, to each their own. That's fair. That's fair. But you know what? To, to bring it back to the original root of the question, DCEU. Wonder Woman, Aquaman oh. as standalone films. Oh, yeah. Probably their best. Probably their best. <clears throat> All right. We're on the topic of film. All right. We're, we're digging deep as far as film goes. But let's talk about the one thing that nobody wants to talk about. Right? You go to the theater. You're so ready for this superhero movie. And it disappoints you. So what would be your most underwhelming superhero film? That you've mm. ever seen. There's a, there's actually been quite a few in recent times, but if there was one movie that like really disappointed me more than any of the others, I would probably say Batman versus Superman. Like, cause okay, I never saw it, so you have, so to, you have to give me a little the more. The whole movie it that. takes place after Man of Steel. So, you know, Gotham City got absolutely Mm -hmm. wrecked by Superman and lots of people died. And most of the movie is based around Batman, who is now like this grizzled old veteran who basically he makes it his goal to get rid of Superman because he sees him as a threat to humanity. Like he sees... He sees Superman okay. and he thinks that Superman is trying to raise himself up as a god among men. And so I I say I never followed that story arc, but, but I mean, yeah. I suppose I could see where but Superman basically, could be the bad guy. The reason that I didn't like the film is that it took the Batman character and it turned him into a bloody killer. Now let me tell let me tell you some of the things that he does That's... in this movie. So, firstly, he brands criminals with his batarang to mark them, so when they get taken to jail, they know who to kill. Oh. And throughout the movie, he takes his like Batmobile, Bat tank, and he literally blows people to smithereens. Like, there's one clip where it whips out machine guns and literally eviscerates a car that has, like, two or three people in it. That's not the Batman I know and love. The Batman I know and love does, like, subtle punches in the face. Oh, oh, he does does some punches and kicks too, but, like, he literally murders people. Like, at one point, he throws a crate at a dude and you see his head splatter on the wall. And then, oh, of course, God. you know, you got the trailer scene like, tell me, do you bleed? And then right. Martha. Martha. <laughs> Batman is about to kill <laughs> Superman with a kryptonite spear. Superman tells him, you're letting them kill Martha. And then next thing you know, Batman is going into a rage like, oh, why did you say that name? And because they both have mother's name, Martha, now they're friends. 
Yeah, I was very disappointed what? by this movie. I I have disdain for this movie. Okay. I mean, like I said, I've never seen it, but I mean, it definitely doesn't you sound and, like... You and I should put watch it through. sometime. Maybe do a critique. I think that sounds like... But I, I, I guess I'll return the favor to you is what movie are you sorely disappointed and possibly enraged by? Oh, heavens me. <clears throat> um, I gotta think on that. I mean, all of all the superhero movies I've seen... Because there are quite a few. I was sorely disappointed in Captain America Civil War. Don't jump the gun here. But I had thought to myself, yes, this is a good comic arc, right? This is a good, you know, to see them, two brothers basically fight it out. That's cool. But I didn't like how, I don't know, in that movie it was approached in such a way as like kind of, almost being a joke, not really being the mm-hmm. conflict that I had anticipated. Was I, was I like made angry by the film? No, but was I just disappointed in the approach they took? Yeah, I think so. I think it could have been executed a little better. I think characters could have been a little more fleshed out. The conflict yeah. could have been a little they more rushed out. It. I mean, yeah, it felt, it felt quick and it's kind of like, mm, <clears throat> like you watch that movie and you're like, okay, well great third in the Captain America series, but what's next? Yeah. So that that's you why you would think I was that it would be a story arc that they would try to stretch over maybe two or three movies, but yeah, it was just kind of felt, felt kind of. It forced. would make more sense because the comics went on there, for there an entire so run. So many comics in the Civil, Civil War, War. Arc. like there are literally collections upon collections. Oh yeah, like it's such a huge crossover event. That yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's every Marvel character yeah. on one side or the oh, other. Yeah. Tell me that's not amazing. You know what I mean? But to see, like, the same ten people that we always get exposed to fighting yeah. each other, I don't if, know. If I out. were Marvel, <laughs> I would have waited for the next phase of Marvel to kind of build towards that and let that and let Civil mm-hmm. War be the theme of the next stage of Marvel movies. Like, cause then you can build that up. Oh, yeah, because yeah. you, could, you could spin that for days. <laughs> I mean, it... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean... There you go. I mean, those are the those now are the ones that we were disappointed by. Sure. Let's go to a a, a more feel good subject. So, obviously, Marvel is like a household name now. Like everybody knows about the everybody knows about the MCU right, at this right. point. And if you don't, you've been living under a rock for the past like sure. twenty years. But there was a time right where Marvel movies weren't exactly like the most popular thing in the world and the movie that i think really mm-hmm. started it all like really set the standard of what marvel movies could be was wesley snipes blade what a, oh, man, what a movie oh, you know what those <clears throat> movies have always been in my like top five favorite movies of all time. I mean, Wesley Snipes' character being, you know, Eric Brooks being this just this daywalker, this all of their strengths, none of their weaknesses, and totally embracing every part of that. Oh, it, it's to die for. I love it. I love it. Yeah. You, you couldn't pick a better person to play the character as well. Like Wesley Snipes, he, 
he just is Blade. You couldn't you couldn't have picked anybody better. And I mean, I find it kind of be a sh- kind of to be a shame how things ended up like between Wesley Snipes and the directors, like after the first movie. But and all yeah, the, uh, the tax it's, evasion it's just, and stuff. It sucks how things turned out, <laughs> but the first movie. The first movie just I gotta agree though. You're awesome. Right. You're right. Couldn't have asked for a better film. No, and you know, the the cast of that first movie, Wesley Snipes as Blade, Chris Christopherson mm-hmm. as uh Whistler. Um I don't know who played him, but the guy who plays Deacon Frost in that movie, I mean that that almost like angsty twenty year old sort of IMDb. character. Stefan Dorf. Yeah, yeah, and I think was he in The Lost Boys years ago? No, maybe not. I can't remember. But you're right. All of those those actors playing those monumental characters. Just amazing. You, you couldn't ask for a better cast. And like you said, <clears throat> as far as, you know, vampire movies go or, you know, seeing Wesley Snipes in a yeah. film. I mean, Blade and it's Blade, almost Blade not even like a Absolutely. superhero movie. Like it's it's really more of just like. I don't know how to describe it. Like there's elements of horror. There's elements of like action pack. I, I, I don't know if you can really put it into yeah, and you a get those, single like... genre, let alone superhero movies. Cause like, this is one of the few moments where like right. oh, they yeah. did a Marvel character in a rated R film. That's true. I mean, other than what yeah. the Wolverine and Deadpool, I mean, Come on, uh, you know Deadpool's bloody, sure. The Wolverine bloody, absolutely. But Blade, hack and slash, turning vampires to dust, you know. And, and you're right, okay. Blade set the stage for Marvel. It told us that some guy somewhere can turn an epic character into something of even yeah, more absolutely. epic proportion. Because for you know sure. we got the old the old TV shows of like Captain America, where it's just it's just campy stuff, you know cartoonish you know the the outfits are awful the effects are awful and then like everybody sees these superheroes as just campy characters that like like you know you show to your kids but then this comes along completely changes the game very much a uh don't take your kids because i promise this isn't a superhero Uh movie superhero movie you know what I mean? Because Blade isn't a superhero. He's he's what I would call the first anti-hero, the first guy who's willing oh, yeah. to definitely. take life for the greater good. So you know, to to bring it back to the root of it, let you know that whole let's talk about this. Why is this? And you're right. I mean, Blade set the stage. Blade gave us the beginning of the MCU that we needed, and then now, I mean, the MCU is the most profitable cinematic universe in film. Yeah, I I don't know if it's quite confirmed yet, but I'm pretty sure they're going to make a remake of Blade in re- like in they yeah, at Comic-Con, they they did a little something uh Mahashala Ali, yeah. the guy who plays in Luke Cage, plays the the Harlem mob boss. Um I mean, he was he was up there, he put the, you know, the Blade hat on. They gave us that little intro sort of this is what the the text is going to look like when you come and see our movie. But I don't know if they're going to go the route that they should. I think they're going to try and make it yeah, PG. I, and I just I'm don't almost, think that's going to work. I'm I'm very skeptical because you know you have to live up to the expectations of the first movie. Of course, you have to 
you have to really wow oh, people because sure. they're going to come in with high expectations, especially the hardcore Blade fans who you knew who you know grew up watching this movie, and now there's going to be something new that has the same name, the same character, but a different guy. Right, and and is Mashallah going to be able to? portray Blade as well as Wesley Snipes. So yeah, that is something I'm skeptical about, but I'm definitely looking forward to. I want to see where this brand new guy takes this character that I definitely grew up watching. I mean, my dad and I, we'd watch Blade, we'd watch Underworld, mm-hmm. and we'd watch 300, you know? Movies that are just over the top. Now, Underworld is another vampire movie. It's just as violent as Blade. Totally, obviously different in regard to story arc and that. And, you know, the characters are made up for the sake of the movie and whatnot. But just epic vampire movies. And then, of course, 300 being the one of the greatest, like, just violent <laughs> movies out there, I guess. I, I grew up with Blade. And to see, to see a new guy playing my character that I love so much, I don't know. I'm a little nervous. I'm ready for it. You know, yeah, it's kind of like the blood, same conflicting I'm, I'm feeling that I get when I see, you know, Disney making a new live action remake. You know, it's it's a similar feeling to that. Like, I, I'll go see it yeah. oh, yeah, to absolutely. see if they do anything innovative and different, but I'm I'm skeptical. Yeah. Am I ready for it? I would hope so. Do <clears throat> I know what I'm going to think of it? No. And am I ready to see what I'm going to think well, of it? Yeah, I think so. Future will tell. So I guess we'll just have to wait and find out. I think they, uh, that it's supposed to come out like fall of 2022. So we still got a while. Still got another year. Yeah, somewhere around there. The end of this year, they're supposed to drop Gosh, the new Avatar. I keep forgetting that it's 2021 now. Jeez. It's so. I know. It's, it's always weird going into it. It's weird, year. man. Oh, yeah. The only thing that's, uh, kind of kept me on track with not messing yeah, up the that. date is working at the hospital because <laughs> obviously from the last episode being in September I graduated core school I'm at my permanent duty station here in Jacksonville Florida and you know working at the hospital you write the date a mm-hmm. lot. you write it all the time so you know I, I had a little bit of exposure to 2021 when I was doing a eight hours of my 12 down in the ICU I mean that's where I spent my new year was helping out down in the ICU and it was a it was a strange feeling. I was like, well, gee, I'm at work on New Year's. That's weird. Well, but I guess we're giving honestly, updates. Like I actually it. just started a job two two or three weeks ago. I'm actually I'm working at Walmart. I know that doesn't Where'd seem very start? exciting, but yeah, I'm doing I'm doing online. No, dude, pickup. I did. Yeah, I loved it. Oh my god, you know, nice. OGP was one of those things that I would go over and help out mm. with when I worked there uh, before I left for the Navy. And, and it's a neat, it's a neat little thing. I mean, it's like, all right, here's my grocery list. Go get it. Are substitutes allowed? Yes. Okay. And then now you're going through and you're thinking like, well, what would I like if I had to substitute baked beans for this brand or whatever? And I don't we know, actually, I, we actually have a, a system that like it, you know, when it comes to substitutes for us now. Like everything, everything is automated. You know, you scan things oh, does with it really? a little scanner device, you put in a tote. And then if you don't have it. Yeah it offers a substitute and then you put in a substitute bag, et cetera, et cetera. The time definitely passes. Like it's definitely not a hard job to do. 
there are a lot of steps to it but basically once you get once you get into the rhythm you know the hours fly by like i'm there from 9 a.m to 6 p.m and it's just like it goes by Well, that's like being a being a hospital corpsman. I mean, mm-hmm. I go into the hospital at, at seven o'clock at night, right? And I work till seven o'clock next morning. But I'm I'm telling you, come like midnight, you're like, oh, okay, well, there goes five hours. Nice. And then before you know it, it's three a.m., five a.m. And then you blink and it's seven, and you're like, what just happened? Like all I did tonight was take vitals and draw blood, but here I am. I mean, you know, it flies by because there's mm-hmm. stuff you do all <clears throat> night long. I mean, you chart your vitals, you stock things like as far as like the med room goes, and you know, I mean, you're just, you're always doing something and I love it. I genuinely love it. But to bring back to the root of it, we're, we're nearing the end of our, our hour that we try to stick to. So let's, let's bring it to a head with two, two, uh, two more questions. One being, we mention all these superheroes, we mention these movies, these television shows, but you know, they started on paper. And of all the comics you've read, you you know, and you mentioned you're not super big into them, but you and I have talked about it before. You've definitely read some. I've definitely read some. So which of the comics you've read has been I'd say your, the your one that favorite? I've definitely enjoyed the most just because of like how how intriguing the plot is. It's probably Secret Invasion. So just to give like a brief summary, pretty much the story goes that it follows the scroll invasion. I don't know if you know what the scrolls are. But for those that don't, they're basically just an alien race that can take on the image of any creature and pretty much mirror their abilities, their appearance, and some of their memories. And the thing that separates them from other shapeshifters is that you can't track them. Like, there's no way to track them. So basically, they are these mirror copies of our superheroes, and there's no way to tell the difference. And basically the whole story goes through as like the way that they find out that the scrolls are there is when Elektra, I don't know if you know who Elektra is, but she's basically like a ninja. She dies, but then when she dies, she changes and is revealed that she was a scroll. And so that's where they kind of realize, oh my gosh, we don't know. We don't know who to trust. Something's going like on. anybody could be a scroll, and we wouldn't know it. And yeah, that, it's also, that would be yeah, an interesting. It's also interesting reading it because then it's like, superhero. okay, I'm I'm seeing this character talk, but is it the real character or is it a scroll? Like it's it keeps you on your toes, keeps you guessing. Right. Yeah, I gotta give you that. I mean, that that would be pretty awesome. For sure. I mean, you know, being exposed to superheroes already is cool, but then being exposed to, well, maybe this isn't my guy, or maybe this isn't the superhero, excuse me, the superhero that I know and love. You know, maybe there's some alien that's, that's worth it's a, that's It's worth a big crossover, man. There's a lot. Out. There's a lot of pieces to it. Like, they've got lots of different characters. Like, there's even an issue with Deadpool of Secret Wars, and, and that, that one, I, that one's hilarious. Oh, wow. I love reading Deadpool comics. I think Deadpool's definitely a fun one to read in the comics because I mean, down in that bottom left corner of the the front cover, it says like "parental advisory not for kids" oh, yes, or something like that. Like that's here. that's pretty cool. <laughs> well, yes, that's 
why I'm here. So what about you? You know a little bit more about (laughs) comics than I do. I'm sure that you have Um, a a favorite that you would love to share with us. I I do. So my my favorite all time like comic thing that I've ever read. DC did a, a run um, beginning of last year, I think, called Deceased. <laughs> DC, Clever. obviously, and then EAS, ED, Deceased. Right? I was like, that's pretty smart. And I was, I was going through it, and I'm reading it, and you're going through, and it's like, okay, anti-life equation, that makes sense. And then they you know, mix it with the Black Racer, who in DC is, is death. And then this anti-life equation is attached to Cyborg. He goes back to the world. He gets kicked off of Apocalypse after mm-hmm. Darkseid goes nuts and destroys the planet because of this anti-life equation that effectively turns them into zombies. You know, Darkseid does his thing and then Cyborg goes home. And before he can even isolate the equation, this, this biological, technological virus, it spreads like wildfire and everybody starts going nuts and there's just violence and bloodshed and it's this crazy thing and the superheroes are trying to face it. And, you know, we see Batman become infected and we see Superman become infected. The flash, you know, all of our characters that we absolutely adore and love Hal Jordan. um, So many more, so many more become infected, lose who they are. And you see these other heroes having to fight their friends or prepare for the worst. That is hands down my favorite thing. I mean, you know, there's a, a part that I won't spoil if you ever want to read it, but it yeah. definitely tugs on my heart. That's, cr- that's crazy. Hard. So, yeah, dude, I, I just, I loved it. I thought it was an amazing, <laughs> an amazing run. And in like a week, they dropped the the next book and I'm going to order that. And then in a couple months, they dropped the third book, like the, you know, the compilations of them. So I don't have to buy each issue. Um, three months, they dropped the next one. And I'm just going to keep riding this train until... I you know pass on because it's just such an epic. It's it's just epic, dude. I cannot express how much I thoroughly enjoy. Well, before we wrap things up, so we've been talking about other superheroes, you know, these superhuman beings. So let's go into a bit of a what if situation. Like, if you were a superhero, what are two superpowers that you would want to have? Oh man. Uh, no, I've thought about this before and, it, and it's changed a couple times, you know, way back when, when I first found the flash, I was like, super speed, duh, you know, but then I look at it and I'm like, maybe I want flight because Superman is just as fast as the flash, but that's because of his flight. Well, if I can learn to fly as fast as Superman, then I've already got super speed. So I think flight would be one of them for sure. You know, you can get places quicker. You can actually fight crime that way. And then I think I would want okay. probably super strength. Flight and super strength are definitely my, my two because with super strength, you can, you know, you can fight just about anything and, and be victorious. And then with flight, you can get there and, and save mm-hmm. people. And, and I think that's kind of where I'm at with that. Well, I'll tell you this. What? Oh. So <laughs> – I've what are you pretty like? much found That's a way to hack what are the your system two? of this. So hear me out. The ability to copy okay. other people's abilities. Now, of course, that would have to be like toned uh, down. Like maybe I can only do one at a time. Like I can't just be like, 
bam, I can fly and I can lift heavy objects and I can shoot lasers from my eyes all at the same time. But like just being able to copy right. the physical abilities of someone that would definitely be one of them. Cause like I could use that in any situation. If I got to run really fast, boom, I'm saying bolt. I can run super fast. If I need to lift something super heavy, guess what? Boom. I'm a bodybuilder. I got muscles. I'm jacked and I can just lift that thing right over there. If I need to fly, look at that. I can fly. I'll give you that. Yeah, that would be. But other than that, invisibility, epic, for sure. I feel like that would have many uses. Like I could use that in any situation. It would. Oh, for sure. That's all I need. I gotta give you that. I think those are definitely uh, powers that I didn't stop and really think about. But yeah, dude, you know, if if I was a superhero, I'd I definitely would be afraid of your abilities, but I'd want them on my side for well, sure. I think this has been another great discussion, another great episode, and I've enjoyed this time here. I always do enjoy our time together. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think uh, being able to stop, talk, and really <clears throat> delve deep oh, yeah. into topics that we care about is, is really kind of awesome. But on that note, brother, I think we got to wrap it up. I mean, we're tiptoeing that hour mark. So I want to stop and I want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in.